Ladies and gentlemen, the Cuba del Norte podcast is back. It's been a rough five, six weeks. Um, not all of us have not all of us made it to the end. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the season, it's just me and Luis representing Cuba del Norte. Everyone else left for Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Rigo and Flo are too uh, grief stricken to, to talk <laughs> to about Cuba tonight. They're not ready. <laughs> Yo, me and you have been trying to, like, podcast for, like, weeks now, though. They've been hurt. They just can't do it. No, me and you, I said. We, oh, yeah, we've, we've been, been trying to. We've been, every week, we're like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And we just, like, something comes up, and we just don't do it. Honestly, it just, like, hurts too much to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I just keep yeah. putting it off, and now I was like, all right. You know, they're not going to, they're not going to disappoint us anymore, so we can talk about stuff now. But um, joining us today, we have Luis. I think this is the first non non Mexican non Mexican American guest of the pod. If I'm correct, first non Mexican non Mexican American. I think you're right. Are we breaking the Chivas tradition right now? <laughs> <laughs> we might we might do it. All right. Today joining us, we have um, Dan. You guys know him as Danman86 on Twitter. Dan, what's up, man? Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks so much for having me on here. It's awesome. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Nah, man. man. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I know we've been trying to. I, I think you and Flo, you and uh, Varo have been in contact for a while now too, right? Trying to yeah. set something up. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sorting out schedules and stuff, but finally worked, and I'm on. So it's great. I'm super happy. Nah, I'm glad. Glad to have you on now, man. Cheers. Thank you. I figured it, this. I figured having Dan on this episode would kind of. Ease us, ease us into talking about the season that Chivas just had. Fourth, fourth, uh, what is it? Fourth consecutive season that Chivas does not make La Liguilla. Uh, terrible. Shock, shocking to me because at one point early in the season, <laughs> I guaranteed the playoffs. <laughs> I was so confident. I was like, oh, there's no way we're going to not make the playoffs. And here we are. Uh, we went on like a, a winning streak, didn't we? We had like two or three wins or something. We were like, like first beginning. place, like after four weeks, like first or second, after like four or five weeks. And I'm like, and the team looks so good defensively. Like they yeah. were so good defensively. I'm like, I'm like, we'll draw a lot of games and we'll make up the points. So I'm like, there's just no way we're going to suck the rest of the season. But I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. So we started 3 0. We beat. Cholos, we beat Cruz Azul, and then we beat Toluca. And then things started looking bad for the next three weeks. We beat, we lost to Santos 1-0. We tied Veracruz 0-0. Remember that was the game that Jurado went like oh, crazy. Yeah, he, he had the crazy, crazy game. Oh, yeah. And then we had that Necaxa game that ended 3-3 when Brian Fernandez just destroyed uh, Miguel Ponce, like abused him. Yeah, yeah. New MLS player. And then we should have started getting <laughs> worried. We should have started getting worried. But then we beat Atlas 3-0. And oh, we were like, oh, things might be okay. Yeah, Alexis that might, had that hat trick. That might have been the week I guaranteed it. <laughs> that might have been it. <laughs> it was every week we guaranteed a Did we? Alexis Vega goal. <laughs> I think goal. we won one game after that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we lose to Pachuca 3-1. We lose to Monterrey 2-0. We tie Querétaro nil nil. Me and Flo were in Akron Stadium when we lost to America two nil. Chinks this. <laughs> yeah. 
Then we lose to Pumas 2-1. We lose to Lobos Buap 1-0. We lose to Monarcas 1-0. We lose to Puebla 3-1. We somehow beat Leon 2-1 when they were on a 12-game win streak and it looked like Leon was going to abuse Chivas. We, Of course, we win that game. And then to close the season, we lost 2-1 to Tigres in a meaningless game where the game meant nothing to Tigres and the game, I guess the game meant something to Chivas because we need points for next season. But Tigres come, came off uh, losing the CONCACAF Champions League final to Monterrey. So they had to show face in front of their homes, their home supporters and uh, they had to beat Chivas. Oh man, if if that one win versus Leon means means Tomas Boy's contract gets a new contract, I'm gonna be so pissed, man. <laughs> I'm gonna be so pissed if he got a contract after that one win. Well he got apparently he's gonna stay. It's not official yet, but I've been reading articles and stuff that it's gonna be announced soon. Yeah, I've read I've read that he's already put in like transfer requests, like players that he wants. So you may be right. Yeah. Tomas Boy had one win and three losses and somehow got a job out of that. They said, and he got a, didn't he get a say we'll we'll, we'll judge we'll 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 judge his we'll judge uh, whether he gets a new contract based on these four games. And that's where Chivas is at. We're 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 hiring a coach that went one and three. That's pathetic. I mean how how seriously can we take things that he get us as this guy tweets stuff to his haters quote haters when uh, the team does something right and then when they do something wrong he's nowhere to be found he disappears yeah <laughs> he's just like me and you like, <laughs> 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 the trolling is in our favor we're there when it's yeah, against sure. us we just... Dan Dan how do you how do you feel about the boy um or, or have you watched the games yeah I admit that I'm I don't know much about Thomas Boy to be honest. Um, I know that he's been a regular Liga MX manager in the past. Um, my only, the only way I can explain him staying in the job is the fact that we're so close to the summer transfer window, and I think maybe the you know the owners probably thinking well let's give him. He's been in charge four games. He's, he knows the team pretty well. I'd assume pretty well now. Uh, Maybe just give him a transfer window, see what he can do, and then judge him probably a few games into the next season. I think if he'd been in the middle of the league, um, then maybe he would have gone, I would assume. But because it's so close to the window, maybe that he, maybe the owner just wants to see what he can do, see what players he can bring in um, in the summer, maybe. Yeah. That's the only way I can explain it, because otherwise, you know, the record, as you guys say, is pretty bad. You know, three losses out of four uh, with only one win is not good, and especially when you're taking over a team that's already in a bit of a downward spiral at the moment. And we've already had what, two other coaches this season that haven't improved. Uh, so to lose your first three games or your first two games and then win your third and then lose your fourth isn't a good record. Um but yeah, I can only assume that it's because of the summer transfer window and maybe he's told them his plans for what players he wants to bring in and they like that and they want to see where that goes. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of a strange one to be to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, I can't I have no no 
even a guess of why they're keeping him. Aside from this season, he's also like a 500 coach career-wise. Like his record is terrible career-wise. So I have no clue why they would want him. Like maybe, maybe I said maybe, maybe, maybe he proposed a good plan and it just sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some managers do get jobs based on their pitch, you know. So maybe right. that was the case. Or maybe, maybe he said, I'll, maybe he said I'll do it for free. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> maybe do you guys, it has to do something with uh, the fact that we can buy our way out of relegation now. I mean that's true. So it's that's like, true. We are, whatever. We'll, we, never, we'll never get relegated. Yeah, if we get relegated, say we can just buy our way out. There's right. no way, but Gata allows Chivas to go into the second division. There's no way sponsors and TV and, and TV deals allow that. So yeah, there's no way. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if Ver- if Cruz could do it year in year out, then Chivas can definitely do it. Yeah, right. If Veracruz can afford to buy their way out of relegation. Yeah. Chivas can just they can just put in a deposit right now. I mean, how much money do you think Veracruz has spent just keeping themselves in the league? You know, right. when they could have bought a decent player, but yeah, Chivas can definitely do it. I think. Right. They will. I just don't want a coach. I just don't want a coach that plays Basulto in the midfield. That's it. Yeah. Anyone who plays Basulto in the midfield, I don't want him. Like you're clearly doing things wrong. Even if people say, like some people say, he plays decent. That's what I was about to say. To be honest, he wasn't terrible. Yeah, but he's not a true CDM. Like, that's not really his position. Like, uh, there's functions offensively that he can't provide. Hey, he has a long shot. (laughs) So does does Salcido. Didn't mean to go in. Uh, What's his name? Basunto made more uh, long shots than Salcido did his whole career. (laughs) So... (laughs) If we're going by that, then uh, we should be happy Basulto's taking the long shots. He scored like... He had a, a bunch on target. Scored like one or two in Copa MX. Came close in the league. Came close. <laughs> I you, you compared him to Salcido. I mean, if that's who you're going to compare him to. You know, Salcido broke maybe a couple of uh, fans' noses or something by hitting them with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's just backtrack a little and uh just start off by asking dan some uh some questions just if uh you know listeners don't follow him on twitter yet um so we'll start off dan how did you end up becoming a chivas fan uh okay well that's a bit of a long story has he explained where he's from no no you can tell us where you're from yeah explain where you're (laughs) from so uh, people know (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just so, yeah, because uh, there's probably some people listening that don't know who I am. Um, yeah, so I'm, Eng- I'm English. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm English, but um, I live in Perth, uh, Western Australia. I've been here since 2012, um, but I was born and raised in England. Um, so yeah, I'm English technically, uh, but yeah, I live in Australia. Um, how I became a Chivas fan? Um, long story. Uh, basically, I became a fan of the Mexican national team after during the 2014 World Cup in Brazil. Um, the two games I remember from that World Cup aren't English England uh, games. They're the Mexican games. There's the nil nil against Brazil. Brazil. That was an amazing game. I mean, Ochoa especially it was just like mind blowing to me. Um, and then the other game was the obviously the Netherlands game with the. Uh, the penalty. The Nordic penalty. Um, yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was like, okay, I, I want to, you know, learn a bit more about the players. I knew a couple of players previously, but not many. 
Um, and then in the course of learning about the players and who they play for, um, I obviously started learning about the Mexican League, the Liga MX. Um, and I did that for about two years, and then I was like, I got to the point in 2016, or early 2016, where I knew who the, all the teams were. I knew some of the best, better players in the league. Um, I knew kind of who were the good teams and who were the not so good teams. And um, after li- listening to podcasts and etc., I was like, okay, I'm ready to support um, a Mexican team. I wanted to be a part of it and not just observing it, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, up to that point, I, I was an, I'm an Arsenal fan from the Premier League, and I hadn't even considered really seriously supporting another team. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm I'm invested now. I kind of wanna I wanna be a fan and be like in the club, if you know what I mean. Um, so I started looking around which clubs I could I had a connection with, and and suddenly it hit me. I think I was like walking my dog or something and I was like you know Chivas are 100% Mexican I, I, that was one of the first things I learned about Liga MX they had a club that supports just uh, plays just Mexican players and I was like you know just, I'm a fan of the Mexican national team already uh, they're 100% Mexican Chivas are 100% Mexican I'll just go with them um, and then they ended up winning the, the double that season so I was like, it makes me sound a bit of a glory hog, to be honest. But I was like, <laughs> I took it as a sign, you know. Um, you know, that's okay. I started supporting them. And um, the other reason I started supporting Chivas, actually, was um, they signed Polito. Okay. Because um, during my course of learning about the Mexican players, I learned about uh, Polito and, uh, when he was at Olympiacos, uh, when he was still technically, they had that weird thing with Tigres where Tigres. they didn't know who owned him and... Um, so when they signed him, I was like, I already knew him. So I was like, cool, you know, he's somebody I can follow that I already know about. Because um, I didn't really know many of the players at the time for Chivas. So he was kind of my way into the squad. And um, yeah, it's just gone from there, really. That's It's a long story. I try to keep it short. Right, but, right. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. awesome, man. Um, let me ask you a question. Like, you grew yep. up, you know, your whole life watching, watching English Premier League, I'm assuming. Yeah. And... You know that's as that's as highest quality of football as you can get. Was it difficult yeah. to adjust to like a, a look? I mean, let's admit it, it's a lower quality of football. Um, or or is it that the games are just as you know, even though the quality may be a lower, they're still exciting because we know there's a lot of exciting games in Liga MX. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, you're right. The when you go from twenty odd years watching the Premier League, which I. I'm a bit biased, but I'd say that's the best league in the world. It's the toughest league, at least. Um, so going from that to the league of Mexico was different because it wasn't just the uh, quote-unquote lower quality, but it was also uh, a completely different culture. I, mean, I hadn't really followed any um, Latin American leagues at all. Right. So like the playoff system was a bit new to me um, in the league, I mean, because obviously I knew the MLS did that but I hadn't really learned about it right. up to that point. So the culture-wise is different, and obviously um, I can only stream games on online to watch them. Um, obviously, all the commentaries in Spanish, which I was trying to learn, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> um, so everything about it is completely alien, completely different to the Premier League. Um, I. I think that's a good thing, to be honest. It, um, it increased my 
um, my wanting to kind of be involved and to learn about it and to watch it, it increased the entertainment factor for me, I think. It was different and it was nice. And um, as you say, the, the games are exciting, you know, especially when you get to Ligia. Everyone's talking about Ligia, like, you get halfway through the season. And right, everyone's right. like already going. Who's this? Who's going to be in the league? Are they going to make it? If we win this game, we might make it. You know, it's because it's so different to the Premier League. The downside of the Premier League, I think, is that um, although I'm a fan of the you know the calendar year season um, that the European leagues have, the one thing that um, is a negative for me is that sometimes, like in this case, in this year's case, the leagues are in off halfway through the season you know right so then you get the second half of the season where you get some people challenging for the top four you get some people battling to not get relegated but most of the excitement is done apart from the one two maybe three teams that are fighting for the league but in Liga MX it's, it's obviously never done. yeah you know anyone can win it anyone can get into the gear if they do well um, anyone can and I think also because I don't want to ramble on too much but a similarity between Liga MX and Premier League is that on any day, any team could be any team. You know, right, right. Leon, Leon on a winning streak. You know, by White should have beaten us, but yet we beat them. Um, and right. it's the same in the Premier League. You know, Leicester can win the league um, out of the blue. You know, a couple of years after getting promoted, Wolves right now they're they're seventh. They're finishing seventh, and they got promoted a few few months ago you know right. um, that's the similarity I think and so they're similar but they're very different at the same time and I've learned to kind of appreciate aspects of both right right that makes sense yeah that's pretty cool man thank that's, you that's that's crazy because I can't watch any other Liga MX teams besides Chivas like I'm not invested <laughs> into the game it's so it's just too boring for me it's but, weird cause like, but I can oh. watch like two lower level teams from the Premier League and I'll I'll just have it on and, and I'll, I'll casually watch it but if I do that for a Liga MX game I start to fall asleep <laughs> no like <laughs> it's weird because like for me when I was younger um, I used to watch literally almost every Liga MX game during the weekend I would sit mm-hmm. there with my dad and we'd watch every game Morelia any game any game that comes on we would watch it but now if it's not Chivas I'm not watching I don't care for Ch- any other games. I don't really care for like I didn't care for the the, the CONCACAF Champions League, the Monterrey Tigres. I didn't care for that. Yeah. Um, but like like I uh, like you said you pick a team and stick it like moving moving from New York to Orlando, uh, I had never watched an MLS game and and you know, Orlando City just got a franchise and like I try, I try like people talk about it and people in Orlando like they follow Orlando City. And as much as I try, I just can't. I just can't get invested into it. Maybe I don't try hard enough like you did, but or I just don't care enough for it. I don't know. I, I think for me, it was the um, it was the thing that it was it was new, right? So I had the newness of it. So I was learning about the clubs. I was learning about the players. Um, so that was probably why. I mean, now that I've been you know a fan of the league for what, three or four years now, um, and the fan of Chivas for probably almost three. Um, I get to the point now where I'm starting to really just focus on Chivas right. and maybe a couple of the other big teams because it's um, a mission for me to try and get uh, streams for it that work. Um, so it's a mission just to get to the to get to see the games now. 
right. so I kind of just want to go through all that, you know, struggle just to to watch GMS games. So right. I'm I'm kind of like you, where I'm kind of sliding into just watching GMS games. I right. follow the results of other games, you know. Yeah, um, especially Monterey because I I write a little bit about Monterey. Bizarro. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I want their players um, too. <laughs> yeah, Monterey do have really good Mexican players, to be honest, and uh, players yeah. that would easily walk into our team. I think. Right. Yeah. No. For sure. Yeah. And you picked the, you picked a good uh, like you said you you got on during the doblete season you said, during the league right? yeah won the league yeah you picked a great time and joined along. Especially with a coach yeah. like Almeida, especially with a coach like Almeida, who like, even if it was zero zero at halftime, he'd start throwing in attackers on the as fullbacks. Like he would always go for the win. That's what I yeah, love she, about Almeida. It didn't matter. He was. I knew he was gonna go for the win no matter what. Yeah, I mean he was phenomenal that season. Chivas to be fair, phenomenal that season. Um, to look back on what's happened since, you know, it makes you really appreciate that season and. To some degree, the CONCACAF Champions League win as well. Um, how we managed to win that, I'm not quite sure because, you know, we were doing terribly in the league at the time. But those <sighs> those trophies, you know, kind of sustains you for all the not-so-good stuff that's come after, you know? I think I think being there, like, because I was there for the final, like, that experience, like, I still feel... Like, every once in a while, like, I still think about it and... That brings joy to my life. That overcomes this negative season. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I, like I still think of like the moment where Bradley just skied that penalty kick, man, and uh, oh, it was yeah. amazing. It was amazing. Was like smile and stare into the sky. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I go <laughs> on my phone. I go on, I go on my phone and look at the pictures I took. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, how I, to be that's how I got through the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> so you were the Wolverine meme, just. Uh... Yeah, the uh, CONCACAF <laughs> final in the thing. <laughs> Damn, man. <sighs> um, Dan, what what time are uh, Chivas games on for you? Is it 12, 13 or 12 hours difference? Um, it's more than that, I think. Um, all I know is that most of the time it's you on a late... Yeah. <laughs> well, I slept through the, the two games game because it was on at 8 a.m. in the morning on the Sunday and I had a few beers the night before. So okay. I was like... Do I really want to watch this? It's kind of like I do want to win it, but it didn't matter. Know, so no. early, and you know, if it, if we'd still had like the gear to pay for, I would definitely have watched it. I was like, ah. but um, most of the games are on um, like Saturday or Sun. Most of them, sorry, are on Sunday mornings, probably around eight till nine or ten a.m. in the morning. That's um, not even bad. Okay, so that's no, like Premier think, League for us. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Premier League for us. Yeah. yeah. It must be the complete opposite, you know. Right, that's um, pretty good. Yeah, it's not too bad. It could be a lot worse. The Premier League games for me at the moment, um, well, depends. The late games, so like five p.m. onwards, are like midnight here. Oh. So the Champions League games are on at like three, four in the morning, at the moment. So yeah, it could be worse. You know, ten a.m. on Sunday is not too bad. Oh, so are you kind of glad that Arsenal doesn't make the Champions League anymore? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was wondering where that was I mean, I'm um, an Arsenal fan, so... Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I would rather us be here. I would stay up all night to watch that, but... Yeah, that's going to be... That's all right. If you're that's believe, another you're negative <laughs> thing in my life right now. 
That's what I was going to say. Uh, Luis, you said he got in at a good time. Uh, is it really a good time? Maybe, like... Well, that that year. Because then, think about it. He went from Doblete to CONCACAF Champions League the next year. It's like... that. Oh, that's that's that was like the, If you were going to become a Chivas fan over the past decade, you picked the right year. But now you got to wait a decade no. for glory again. <laughs> hey. That's right. I've waited Stop. a decade for Arsenal to win the league, so I can, I've proved that I can wait. Oh, it's been more than a decade, bro. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've just blacked out most of the other hey, years. Hey, those, those, sometimes those waiting that long makes those wins even sweeter, man. Yeah, that's true. I don't think Liverpool, Liverpool fans can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> or hopefully they oh. won't be able to relate. No. Nah. Yeah, <laughs> All right, Dan. So so far, you said you've been a Chivas fan two or three years. If you had to pick your favorite Chivas player as of now, who would it be? Okay, I've got two. So I've got my favorite Chivas player right now. That's in this squad right now. Um, beyond a doubt, is Alexis Vega. Um, I've loved the guy since he was at Toluca. I think the two tournaments that we played Toluca um, before we bought him. Uh, he scored one goal against us, I think, both times, both tournaments. Yeah, he scored yeah, on both the, each, each game. Yeah, that one was like, was like a bicycle kick, and then one, one yeah. of them was uh, like a pretty good shot from inside the box, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the bicycle kick when I was like, okay, I like this kid. Um, I want, I'd like to him. I'd like us to buy him because um, obviously he was young as well. I think at the t- at the time of the bicycle kick, I think he was like nineteen or just turned twenty, maybe. I think he was um, 19, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's what I mean. And also, I don't know why, but um, he really, really reminds me of Alexis Vega. Uh, not Alexis Vega, Alexis Sanchez, a little bit. Like, if Alexis Sanchez was a striker, I mean, they're the same kind of build. They look similar, I think, and they've got the same number, you know, number seven. I think, wow. Because at the time, Alexis Sanchez was um, an Arsenal player. And I was like, mate, this this kid looks awesome. He reminds me of Sanchez. And also, uh, you can tell that he's got talent. You know, he, he showed it to Luca, even though he had a whole bunch of injuries. Um, I think he's just been um, mismanaged in Chivas at the moment. I think the co- Cardoso started it by putting him out of the wing. And then uh, Coyote, was it? Is he the interim manager? Yeah. One game. Uh, one game. <laughs> one game? Yeah, yeah, I, I think, think so. he dropped him. I think he dropped him for that game. I don't think he played him for that game. He might have had the red, no? He might uh, have been red, I can't remember. When did Cardoso get fired? It wasn't after the Clásicos. I think it was after the Pumas game, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, don't I, I think he got a red that game. It might be, yeah. Not 100%. Uh, but he picked up a red at a certain game that he... He was he, he played the, the under-21 game. I remember that. Oh, yeah. I feel like the downfall came that Medica game. Remember, remember when Carlos took him out? Took him out for like fifteen yeah. minutes. Was that was that the game? He couldn't keep him. Yeah, we were at the game, and me yeah. and Flo were like, "What the hell is happening? Why is Vega coming off?" Yeah. And I like I jumped on Twitter, and the tweet went out, but then I never saw the replies. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, you, you know, he's got talent. I I feel that with the right coach. And with the right players next to him, I think him and Polito especially, kind of, they I think they like each other, and I think they they were starting before he got the red, and he didn't play for a while. 
you started to form a relationship with the Polito where they were kind of linking up and they were both trying to start attacks, which is what I wanted to see because I think Chivas, up before we got Vega, had kind of um, stopped being able to attack, stopped being able to score. I think that was part of the problem for why Chivas were doing as bad as, he, as they were. But, you know, I think, as I said, I think Vega's got loads of talent. I think he could potentially be the future striker for Mexico. Maybe with Macias as well, but I don't want to talk about him too much. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my favourite player at the moment is Vega. Um, and my favourite player of all time, or, or since I've been supporting them, uh, I'm, I'm torn between... I'm torn between Pizarro and Brizuela. I think Brizuela's easily our best player at the moment in the squad. Um, yeah, that's a I, fact. I just think he needs a, like a he needs Vega and Polito to start improving and trophies as well. I think uh, if trophies, um, Vega and Polito all clicked and their coach got the best out of them, Brizuela would be setting them up left, right, and centre, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think it's Brizuela and Vega. Um, uh, they're my favourite players. Okay, that's cool. Luis, what do you what do you think? Like, him as a new Chivas fan, isn't it, isn't it interesting, like, the players he picks? It's interesting, <laughs> but, like, the, the the ones he picks make sense. Um, like, Brizuela makes sense. He even mentioned Pizarro. Like, I could see someone yeah, that, uh, that got in, especially that got in during the Almeida era. Like, how could you not pick Pizarro? I mean, he was yeah. outstanding in the, in the championship run. He was outstanding in the CONCACAF Champions League. Um at the, at the time, he was just like a he was like a different a difference maker, a special player. So I could see why he mentioned him. I could see why he mentioned Vizuela now too, um, and the the hype around Alexis Vega when we got him. I mean, how could and, and the little flashes when he does score, like he the, when he, he looks so clinical when he does score that it's it's a good choice too, man. Thank you. I mean, we go we go. I mean, I go back. I go back since birth, so like I've been a fan for it. <laughs> yeah. so I'm not gonna. I wouldn't pick like anyone recently as my yeah. favorite, but I mean, those are great choices. Thank you. As a new fan, I, yeah. Yeah, I figured that I'd pick players that I've personally watched on TV, right, on TV right. rather than going through back through the legends because I think you know because I wasn't a fan then. I'd feel a bit um, disrespectful in a way, you know. So I just wanted to go for players that I. New and witnessed playing for the Chivas. I think, uh, you like Pizarro, like he wasn't with us long, but like the the time that he was with us, I know, I, like it was such a a special moment, like that year, that year from the championship to the Concacaf champion, like, yeah. and he's he's definitely like one of my favorite players that I've seen, like where a Chivas player. Yeah, I was so guy when they um, sold him as well. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's like, didn't make, he was our best player at the time, sense. I think. Uh, and to another Liga MX team as well, which added to the injury, I think. I was I was mad that they never that they never got any of uh, Monterrey's young players like in return yeah. for that. Yeah, just get a swap. You know, yeah. if you've got to get rid of him for whatever reason, just get one of their players back, a player that maybe we could develop and could yeah. end up replacing him. But we just gave him away. I mean, I know we got money for him, but essentially we just gave him away to. Well, one of our rivals, really. They're they're going on to the Ligia now, you know, and they won the Concacaf Champions League with him now. You know that could have been us if we kept him and maybe kept Almeida and things have stayed good. 
Welcome, welcome to being a Chivas fan. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. I'm enjoying <laughs> it so far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't it crazy? Pizarro and uh, Saldivar are now double. They won the CONCACAF Champions League twice. Does Saldivar yeah. even play? I don't know. He got a red card on Saturday, so he plays. <laughs> I saw a tweet. Uh, one of the, the Monterrey podcasts that we follow on the Chivas del Norte account tweeted that he got a red card. He only played probably because they won the championship the week that during the week. Probably, and I don't know if uh, their game was significant or not. If it had right. any meaning to it, I doubt it. Yeah. All right, Dan. So um, you actually have a couple to pick, and they're recent. So your favorite Chivas moment as of now? Uh, it would have to be the double. I think that you know um, it was such a. I mean, it's the first double, isn't it? That no one else has done. The, they hadn't done it in the a league. while. I think Nick Garza did it. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. But you're still good, though. you still, you know, after going so long, because at that point I knew, I was aware that it had been a while since Chivas had won the league. Um, so to get it and to witness it and to witness the celebrations on TV is pretty special. I thought, okay, this club's special, you know. Um, and they did it with all Mexican players as well, which is always good. It's a, it's a good plus. Um See, so yeah, it had to be the double one. I don't. I wouldn't say it would be the Concacaf Champions League, um, because only for the fact that although it was great, yeah, we were doing really badly in the league at the time, and Almeida was being pushed out, and so there was so much negativity around. It was nice to have that positivity, but with the double, it was just pure joy. You know, it was pure like, wow, this you couldn't get any better than that. You know, so it had to be the double for me. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. That was man, perfect year to when, jump in. <laughs> when Polito, when, when Polito hit that freaking that one-time shot, man, into the goal, the pass that's from Alanis, Alanis, all people, <laughs> yeah, he just drilled it. Yeah, back when Polito scored goals, eh? So this podcast is turning about reminiscing over <laughs> more than reminiscing over the bad season. <laughs> That's a good uh, distraction. <laughs> Dan, as as an as an outsider, um, what do you think of the Chivas only playing Mexican or now Mexican American players? Because every now and then, like people that don't watch Liga MX, especially during the the Concacaf Champions League, you know, there there were articles coming out that Chivas was a xenophobic club. That she was, oh, was yeah. racist, that the Jim Crow laws and this and that. But um, <laughs> you as like a as a foreign fan, like non Mexican, what do you do? You think it's a a bad thing or like a racial thing? No, I mean, given that um, one of the reasons I started supporting the club in the first place is they're all Mexican. I I instinctively see it as a good thing. Um, I. I think that people, some people think it's a bad thing because obviously, as you say, the um, xenophobia and racism aspects, although that's, I don't think that's what it is. I think I can understand where people from abroad would say, oh, they're just playing players from their own league or they just don't like foreigners or whatever. Um, but I found that a lot of Liga MX fans of other clubs think that um, it's a weakness and that because it limits our pool of players, you know, it limits our um, our parameters 
basically of when we go buy a player you know america for example can go anywhere and buy a decent top say 19 20 year old that's going to be ending up really good whereas we're limited in the sense that we can only go to one country or two now with the u.s um we can only go to one one place to get a um a player so i think that makes and it's also a weakness i think that um, it makes other league ms clubs hike their price up for the player because they know they know that chivas is so if i'm america for example and or not america this is a bad example say toluca right and we came in chivas came in for vega toluca can go okay well they're going after vega because he's one of the potential strikers of the future in Mexico and is a Mexican um, because the, you know it makes what I'm trying to say is it makes Chivas in a bit of a negative position when it comes to buying players because the selling club knows that Chivas can only really go for that player or a, another Mexican player as I say other clubs have other options Right. So they they hike the price up a little bit because obviously, well, Mexicans cost a lot more in Mexico anyway. But I think it's a little bit more for Chivas because obviously everyone knows that they can only buy that Mexican player. Um, so yeah, it, there is negative aspects to it, but I can't help but see it as a good thing. I think it's a good thing for the league. Um, I think it's a good thing for Mexico in general. I think when I was... Um, researching and looking into the league i saw a documentary once um, i can't remember what it was but it was um it was a former mexican national i think he was saying you no know, fans of um f- fans of football that don't have a fan that don't have a club will support chivas mexico's mexican people that don't like football at all will support chivas purely because they play all mexican players even if they don't like the sport and they don't watch it or anything, they'll still they'll still support the club because they're all Mexican. There is a uh, a national pride thing aspect to it. There is. Um, man. I don't I don't know like how big it is, but Mexicans were super prideful about about our, our about our country and who we are. Um, it's the reason why, like in, in like uh, you probably won't hear about it, but like any Mexican that shows up in any other sport here, like a. a uh, a Mexican quarterback or a Mexican basketball <laughs> player, like he glows up in the media, man. It's like we're that prideful, and yeah. that like that's one of the things like um, that I love about about Chivas that we're all Mexican because I have that pride, and it's like when I watch the national team play and they play South American teams, like we hate yeah. those teams in those moments. We hate Argentina when 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 they eliminate us from the World Cup. Like this is like a legit hatred. Not like a real country, yeah. obviously, but like especially <laughs> in, the sport, in the sports sense, there's like a hatred yeah. for those Speak for, for those countries. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and like uh, even USA, like there's a legit hatred for for the U.S. men's national team. So how can how can I go from hating, say, Landon Donovan, and think about like a Leon fan that's Mexican, and you hate Landon Donovan, and then they go and sign that player? Yeah. Like I just to me, like I would never be able to support him. Yeah. I mean, I think what it is is. By the way, Landon Donovan, Varro's favorite player. He owns the jersey. <laughs> just, had to, just had to throw that in there. 
I was waiting. I was like, oh no. <laughs> he's like, oh no, he's mentioned yeah. Landon Donovan. <laughs> I just, I just have a USA jersey, no name set, no number, nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, you can tell from my point of view. I um, mean, uh, somewhat outside. Um, you can tell from just by reading the media, you know, or people talking. You know, like the Footmax Nations um, Monday, you know, the soccer show. Um, they always talk about the media. They're always talking about how uh, the media overhypes this player. You know, especially when we signed Vega, for example. You know, you know he was going to be so good. You know, they put a lot of expectations on him that he needed to get into the club and then start banging goals all the time. And um, he needed to do that, otherwise he'd be a f- disappointment or a failure. So I, I know I know that there was a definite pride aspect, even just for the media and other fans. But um, I think, yeah, going back to the 100% Mexican thing, um, I don't, I mean, it's people from other fans, uh, other fans of other clubs are going to say, you know, they're going to find fault in anything. Um, they're going to find a way to kind of make it into a negative of racism and so on. I see it as like, it's part of the club's culture, from what I can tell, from what I've read and what I've heard through other fans. Uh, it's part. It's, it's part of the club's DNA. You know, it'd be like Man United not having um, Old Trafford, or me Man United basically not being the Red Devils. You know, that kind of thing. It's part of their DNA. Are, yeah. Of, yeah, and I think um, because. The Mexican player is already fighting an uphill battle, I think, in Liga MX, because there are foreign players in there, and obviously they're all—they're always going to be good, young or good players from other countries that are going to want to play in Mexico, or Mexican clubs going to want to buy them because they're good. And that does put, like you mentioned, Saldiva. You know, if they didn't, if Monterrey didn't have the foreign strikers and the foreign attackers that they do and yes they had Pizarro and he's doing great but if they if Monterey were an all Mexican club Saldivar would be starting pretty much every game I think even though and we can all agree that he's probably not as good as the other strikers that they have right. but yeah, he would be playing clear yeah, start over so that's a good example for me from my point of view of the Mex, uh, Mexican players having an uphill battle because Chivas are 100% Mexican. You know, if you're a Mexican, you get into Chivas, you're going to at least get given a chance to show. In the case of Bazuto, um, uh, too much of a chance, I think, um, to kind of play in the show. Damn. All the hate for Bazuto. I'll, I'll, you defend, got, I'll you defend, defend Bazuto. You hate Bazuto <laughs> too? You're, you're good in my books, man. Tell us how you feel about Marina. Oh, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> They're probably a couple of the first players I sell in FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I love. I love the. Like you said, it's it's our, It's it's what makes us different, right? America. Yeah, I mean, there's no one else. Sorry to but I even looked um, online. Soon, pretty much as soon as I found out about the 100% Mexico thing, I looked to see if there was any clubs in the world. That does it. I think there's there's Atletico, like one Atletico Bilbao though, yeah, in Spain. Bilbao. Oh yes, it, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. I think there's an Argentinian club, like lower level club that. That does it too. Really, 
Yeah, it might be them, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, yeah, there's like hardly any. I'm just like, you know, this is special. This is something that no one else is doing. Um, right, right. I think I would. I did it in like I said. I mentioned FIFA too much, but <laughs> as a kid when I was playing FIFA, you know, I'd have all English teams. I'd do that. I'd buy stores English players. You know, I think people do that. Like, think about it quite often. Right. And we, to have we have being done in real life is special. I think. Right. We have that nationalistic pride, right? Like I know. Yeah. Uh, I've seen people. Like uh, on Twitter, that are clubs that are fans of other clubs, and I've seen them post like uh, like their club, their like a manager mode on FIFA, and how they're managing like uh, European clubs, but they have Mexican, they have all, but they try to sign all Mexican players. Yeah, like that, that is that, awesome. right? It's that <laughs> it's that same feeling, right? It's you want the Mexicans, you wanna you wanna like as Mexican, you wanna you wanna have that pride in 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 your players. Yeah. I think also we don't. I think it's what contributes to that is the fact that there's there's so few Mexican players killing it in Europe right now. I mean, obviously in the European Champions League, specifically the Champions League, there's no real Mexican players doing it really well. There's no superstar at the moment. Right. Zarno's obviously going to hit that level, I think, at some point soon when he moves. Um, Lines could do it. Um, Raúl Jiménez, you know, it looks possible that he's going to be in the Europa League next season, which would be great. But there's no absolute, undisputed, world-class superstar Mexican player at the moment, and I think that the 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 effect of that lack of superstar is felt all the way down through all the players in the in the um, abroad. And then all the players in the league of match, you know, Vega, for example, I keep mentioning because he's my favorite player at the moment. But if he, all he needs, I think, is two, maybe three seasons at Chivas doing it really well, or maybe not even less. I mean, it took probably um, just one, to be honest. Yeah. And then all he needs to do is move. And I just have this like dream in my head that Vega's gonna. Start banging in the goals, and he's going to move to Europe. He's going to do well, and he's going to become the next Chicharito. You know, playing in the Champions League. But even if it's not Vega, somebody else. I just want to see more players go abroad. Even though I love Liga MX, um, and I love Chivas especially, and I love the um, the players that we have, I'd sell a player of Chivas to Europe, uh, to a European team, not any European team. But to a, if he, they went to like a decent club in Spain or a lower level club in Premier League, I'd be happy. Like, with Ar- that. like Arsenal. Yeah, lower level, yeah. <laughs> Good one, best one. We're uh, heading in that direction, to be fair. But. Yeah, no, I, I'd love to see like um, so you mentioned Arsenal. I'd love to see Arsenal sign Edson Alvarez from America. I think yeah. we need defensive backup. Um, he's young. He can improve. He's obviously proved himself in the league already I think he needs to leave I think he's done everything he can I agree, um, I agree. I I'd, I'd sign him because you know we got Ganduzi from France in Arsenal's squad he's what 19-20 I think he's a little bit younger than Alvarez but they're around about the same age why not just get Alvarez and see what happens it will never happen because Arsenal at the moment don't really seem interested in Mexican players unfortunately um, but you know if Alvarez went to move to Europe, I'd be really happy with that. I think. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's yeah, for the Mexican. Let me ask you a question. Um, yep. 
if because you're it seems like you're equally as big a fan of Mexico as you are Chivas. If if yeah. there's a if there's a big uh, Mexico USA game tomorrow at the same time as a Chivas America game, which one would you watch? Oh, would it be a Chivas and America game? Yeah, Chivas cool. America. Just the Chivas or say playoff game, like a Liguilla game versus a a USA Mexico World Cup game, or oh, or a fun. you know or a qualifier game, a qualifier. How about yeah. that? Ah, it'd be tough. I'd, I'd probably go for Chivas because obviously it's it, even if it wasn't the gear, Club America, the Chivas Club America game is like the biggest. I, mean, I think the Monterey Tigres fans would have us believe that's the no, no, biggest game, no, but it's not. No, Chivas no. America. No one there's even no watched that game. No one even watched yeah. their final. Yeah, there's, no, there's, yeah, there's a difference in fight, you know? Right. They, um, they they can make you believe it, but trust me, it's not. Yeah. They can say it as many times as they like. Doesn't make the, it true. Right. I gotta look up the rating numbers for that that game. Right. Yeah, I think they're, compared they're to Chivas small and clubs, Toronto, man. they're small clubs. Yeah. I, I think Cesar Hernandez from um, Fribourg Nation. I think he posts like ratings on Twitter yeah, quite posts, a lot. Yeah. He posts them oh. all the time. I gotta I gotta look through his timeline. Right. And then go back and find the the Chivas and Toronto one just to compare. But I'm sure oh, yeah. Chivas got more, more eyes on the TV than uh, Clásico mm-hmm. Regio. Right. I also think that the Toronto being the MLS it might have attracted a lot of the MLS fans. Maybe it had a very USA versus Mexico feel. Yeah. I remember. I remember. I think. I think Alexi Lalas. I tweeted Alexi Lalas, and he replied to me during during that like little run that we had. Like he was, he was a total douche during the lead up to that. Yeah, I think it's because Toronto were doing really well in the league at the time, weren't they? So it was like you know the best in MLS facing one of the worst in the league of MX. Obviously, Toronto are going to win, blah blah blah. It was so great. So when we won it, I was like, ha, you know, got it. You know, it's one of those things. I get things wrong all the time, you know, um, in terms of predicting football results. But you know, you can't come out that strongly. And then lose, talking crap, and then not expect, yeah, and then not expect a backlash. You know, I think he got what he deserved, but he's a bit of a controversial guy, I suppose. Yeah, Alexi Lalas is not. You don't want to take advice from him. He's not credible. Doesn't know what he's talking about half the time. Yeah. All right. Let's move. Let's move to. We'll save that last question that I put in the outline for the end of the pod, then. Yep. So um, let's move on. Let's just go through the Chivas roster real quick, and we'll do a quick like keep or sell kind of kind of right. thing. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> <laughs> sell <everybody. laughs> All right, let's start off. We got Gudinho at goalkeeper. Sell. I'd keep him. I would I'd actually sell him. Sell him. Yeah, I think I, I've given. I think, up, I think I've given up on Gudinho. Yeah. And by the looks of it, Tomas Boy didn't like him either. Watch it started most of the games. I think we gotta stop. We gotta stop using his name, Tomas Boy. That's putting positive. Energy, <laughs> that's putting energy that he wants into the universe. <laughs> Let's try to go against that. We still got time. I think <laughs> they I haven't think, made it official yet. <laughs> I think Gudinho has the ability to develop. But I don't think he's there yet, and I think too many times it's shown. It showed at the Chivas America game that I was at, where it, it was a simple shot and it went right past him. 
he should have gotten the hand, the leg out, blocked that ball. But there are other times where he just makes stupid mistakes. He gets lost in the box. He kind of doesn't walk his line well. He kind of dives like prematurely and doesn't reach balls at times. Like, I'm not completely giving up on him, but I wouldn't be opposed to bringing somebody in to challenge him for the spot or to even hold the spot down while Goudinho gets better. I think, because I want him to stay, I, I kind of want to do a little bit of pro for him. Um, I think that <laughs> he does make a lot of mistakes, and he does he, he's not at the level that he could be yet, let alone be good enough to go to Europe for example there is um, there is that low light reel of him in uh, where, where was he in Portugal wherever he played there's yeah. a low light reel oh, yeah. that was pretty bad yeah he didn't do well at all there for some reason no uh, but I think I think he's I think he's got the talent I think he could be I think he's one of those players at Chivas that due to the coaches I think they haven't just they haven't improved they haven't you know you know what I mean? They haven't got to the level where they should be. Um, but he shows flashes of it. You know, sometimes he does really good saves and you think, wow, how did he keep that out? But then he'll follow up with a mistake, like you said. Um, I just think that it's um, premature to let him go just yet. I would keep him probably at least another tournament. And if he hasn't really improved by then, maybe sell him next in the winter, maybe. But that's just me. All right, well... Options to to back up or I guess start ahead of Godinho could be old uh, Tonio Rodriguez. Would you guys want him to come back to the club? I don't. I don't know if you've seen him what play. He, Dan what's he for, been up to? For Chivas. He's the short. He's the Lobos Lobos uh, goalie. I think Has right. Lobos Lobos or Sholo? Lobos, and he yes, had like, Lobos. he had good seasons. He had a good season this this season especially. Like, this was, like, kind of his breakout season. But I feel like, I don't know how to say it in English, but, um, que le, le pesa la camisa, like, the jersey, he, he's not good on Chivas. Like, he'll come back and not be that goalie that he is for uh, Lobos. Yeah. So I mean, much, he, so he, he was into, he was important in uh, their win over us as well. They won, they beat us, and they, I think he was influential yeah, I think he played really blocks. well in that game. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, think, I, I get the impression that he doesn't really care from Chivas very much. I don't know whether that's correct or not, but I don't think he... I think if he was given the choice, I don't think he, he would come back. But I, I think we still, we still own him, I think. We still own his card. Yeah, yeah we're, he's on loan, I, I believe. I just think he's, he's been hurt by Chivas too much. Because every, yeah, yeah. every time it's supposed okay. to be his job, somebody else comes in and takes it from him. Yeah. But maybe that's motivation. Like, hey, come, you start. You know, you can hold Goudinho. Keep Goudinho on the bench. It's all on you. And then there's the option of uh, Jurado, Veracruz's goalie, who also had a a breakout season this this season. I don't I'll know sign much... him just. I'll sign him just based off the game he uh, <laughs> he had, against, had us. against us. I mean, I don't know what yeah. what they're gonna ask for him. What? How much money they're gonna ask for him? But it, I mean, they have to sell him, right? They're they got relegated. They need to make money. They yeah. paid to not get relegated. They got to make money. So I, I'm guessing Jurado is on the table. But I know Cruz Azul is also rumored to be interested in him. 
to get rid of the aging Corona. 38 years yeah. old now. Damn. Nah, I'll take Corona. Over Donya? Yeah. Out the two, of Tono um, yeah. and uh, Dorado, uh, Dorado, I'll go with Dorado. Uh, purely based on, obviously he's very out season, but his age, he can, he's definitely going to improve. I think if he comes in and gets the starting position to us, I think he can only get better from where he's at right now. I th- and I think for mainly when I look at a young player like him, especially a goalkeeper, you need them playing all the time, and if uh, if he's going to leave his current club, then I think he could step into Chivas, especially if the coach right now doesn't like Godino. You know, just get rid of Godino and sell Godino, maybe, and get Gerardo in. I wouldn't be too upset by that, especially because of his age. I think he can. I think Probably he's going to be. A... That's, oh, true. that's true. A swap. Hmm, I didn't yeah, think of that. Right. But I think Jurado to Chivas would be like a would get him that national team look, just like for yeah. Vega. Yeah. Yep. And Godinho, to be honest, I mean he got called up based off oh, that Chivas America Godinho game last get season. Called up, right? Yeah. So it's proven. I mean, if you're on Chivas, the national team coach is watching. The... That's a sign. That's a sign of a big club, in my opinion. If the national, if the national team coach or the scouts or whoever are looking at your players and you and it's widely you know posted online and on the, in the media that's a sign of a big club I think and that's the sign that I think Tigres and Monterey haven't got there quite yet so you know the national team looks at Tigres players and they look at Club America players first I think and then they oh, go they around the rest of the league and look at the, um, yeah, the best players from the rest of the league that's true. It's a mark of a good team, I think. Big team. Yeah, that's true. If you got eyes, you know, people are watching. And you even saw that, like, Tata Martino was at a couple of the the Chivas games, keeping an eye on players. All right, let's move on to Chivas' back line. I'll read off, I guess, everybody we have, and I guess we can... Pick one guy that you definitely keep and one guy that you would definitely sell. I think I know who we're all going to sell. <laughs> okay. So we got Ben Rankin. We got Mayorga, Pereira. We got Marin. We got Ponce, Sanchez, Mier, Villanueva, and Basulto on our back line. One that you guys would keep and one that you would sell. Oh, man. I would keep... Keep uh, Iramir. I would go Iramir and then Mayorga because of his youth. Right. And then you know who I'm selling. I'm selling Masulto. <laughs> getting rid of both those bums. And Ponce, too, actually. Man, Ponce. I'd, I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree with you. I think uh, Marine and Basulto's um, time has come to an end. I think they, they're just not good enough. And we need to improve, especially the back line. We need to get better players and. Um, and I think they've we've had them for long enough to know that they're not good enough to push us up the league table anymore. So I agree. I think also I like I like Mia as well. So I'll keep him definitely. But I don't think I he's li- been at the club long enough to warrant losing him yet. I like uh, Pereira. I know Pereira's getting old, um, but I, I'd still I'd still keep him around as as that veteran leader, maybe even on the bench that he can teach whoever we bring in. I'm sure they'd look to bring in someone young that's someone old. 
So I'd still keep uh, Pereira. Yeah, second. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You need his leadership on the field or even off the field. Right off the field. Um, yeah. I would probably keep Iran Mier just like you guys. And I would sell Marin. I'm okay with Basulto. I think he's done decent at the CDM position. He's done what they've asked of him. We don't want decent, though. We want good. I, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, what I, that's what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> you know, he, he did what he was asked for decently. It's not great, but he didn't, he didn't call. You I don't think he cost us games this year. This you, season. you could say you'd keep him because he's versatile. Yeah, there you on go. the bench. Uh, I keep him on the right. bench. Like right. 15 minutes left, you know, keep us in this, you know, keep this lead. But soon to go out there, you know, hold the ball. Yeah, that's good option. Yeah. yeah. And then we we bought, we recently completed the the buy clause on um, on Rankin's contract. Personally, I didn't think it was a good move because last season, I think we all said it on the podcast, Luis, that this is as good a season as Van Rankin could have possibly had. He was a one-year wonder. Yeah, and that a decline was coming. And I think it's obvious that this year he declined. Yeah. No, I think I think we got to look at a right back. I think it's good that, all right, you keep him. Maybe you like to compete with whoever you would bring in, right? But we still have Chapo. On, but we on haven't, squad, bro, we so. haven't seen him in, like, I don't know when was the last time. He we played, saw him. didn't he? I don't he know. Back I from that injury that I, he had. I haven't watched the Tomas Boya around that <laughs> Yeah, I think he's back from injury, but... I got a headache that week when they announced it. <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I personally he, I remember, wasn't a No, he did fan. come back, and I think he was playing Copa Mex games. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I don't know if we'll see the, the chapel that when Almeida was there. Because no, when Almeida think... was there, he, you could argue that he was the best right back in Mexico. Yeah, they're they're actually looking at... The right back from Pumas, I think his name is Al- Alan Mosso. He's a right back, swap. right back from we'll, Pumas. We'll swap him Ben Rankin. They can have yeah. him back. <laughs> I think he's twenty. I think he's like twenty years old. So that's the youth that we would need at right back. But um, I don't know. I personally was not a fan of buying Ben Rankin unless somehow they sell him to Europe, which was the rumor going around that European teams were interested in him. I don't see why, but hey, if we could. If we could get somebody to buy him, do it. Yeah. I think with Van Rankin, I think I was initially uh, pleased with the buying of him. I think um, he's one of our better potential players. Um, it's a little bit. It reminds me a little bit of Godino, really, where he, he hasn't been doing as well as he could have been. I think with Van Rankin, especially, I think, and Godino, maybe the the defenders that he's had around them. And the team as a whole has kind of regressed a little bit and gone worse. I think over the last you know, calendar year or so, uh, I think he's just been dragged down with them. Um, but I think he he's still got potential. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, we kept him and obviously he started playing well next season. I think the the team in general, this this um, Klausura, I think it's just not been anywhere near as good as they could have been they should have been um, I'm willing to give Van Ranking another chance if I'm being honest I, I think he's got potential I just looked at his age and he's younger than I thought he was I thought he was How like 28, 29 he? he's 25 really? 
So yeah, with that, with that players, I would really give him good. another chance. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. You break, you you can keep yeah. him, and you can bring someone young in to to uh, you know compete at the same time. Yeah, I thought he was like I thought he was 29, which is why I hated the move. But he's 25, nah. so nah. Right. The one that the I'm one okay. that was older was his Iramir. He's the one that's not young. Iramir, yeah, and I I feel like he's younger than him, but. All right, let's move on to the midfield. We'll do the same thing, buy and sell one guy. Well, keep and sell one guy. In the midfield, we got uh, Villalpando. We got Chofis Lopez, Brizuela, Sandoval, Molina, Carlos Cisneros, uh, Michael Perez, Zendejas, and uh, Alan Cervantes. Uh, I guess Beltran is not part of the first team anymore. Oh, that's oh oh no! Yeah, we gotta. He doesn't. He whoever, doesn't show up on the roster. I'm on the official in charge of that. Uh, Liga in MX. Charge of that needs to be fired asap. Yeah, I'm on the I'm on the official Liga MX website. The roster. If I don't if see the, Beltran. If he has if Beltran didn't want if a uh, boy didn't want him, he needs to be fired asap. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That is, bro. What what they did to that kid is yeah, that's is, crazy. Is is insane what they did to him this season. He was killing it. And then when who was it? Vialpando came back from injury. They put Vialpando in, and then he, and then that was it for him. That was yep. it for him. Basically, the rest. Of, I mean, I know. I think he started one more other game, and then, and then got a little bit of playing time. But they pretty much just ruined his freaking season. They yeah, they erased him from the map. Because I remember even he was on uh, Martino's uh, radar, and then it's, they just sent him to the bench, and he was never to be seen again. It's freaking tragic, man. Twenty-year-old center mid. That was killing it. Yeah, he's playing some good football. Man, fuck Cardoso and whoever else <laughs> was involved in that. All right, yeah. so who do you guys keep and who do you guys sell? Keep him Beltran. I don't even know if he's not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm keeping from the name from the players you name. I'm keeping my guy. I'm always going to keep my guy trophies. Uh, to me, he's he's still different. He's still a different player, different make, different different kind of player. And selling, sell, sell. Uh, uh, Carlos Cisneros, I'm selling him quick. Yeah, quick, giving him away. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Dan? Um, I'll agree with uh, you. I think I'd probably keep Chofis. Um, I think he gets a lot of that. Uh, slack. Yeah, slack. slack. I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he gets a lot of slack uh, from the media and from other fans, um, from other fans of other clubs. Uh, I think it's a bit unfair. He's had a couple of injuries, and um, I think I think what it is, as I say, like you see his potential. You know he's got talent. He just hasn't. He's, he gets to the point where he you feel like he's just about to break out and be, you know, become really good. You know. And then and an injury something will happen. Yeah, you get injured or you know. Um but I'll definitely keep him, at least for now. Um hopefully he improves and then he can uh, a European club may come in for him, maybe one day. I'd love to see him in Europe. I think if any player in Mexico deserves a European chance, I think it's Trophy's Lopez. I think he could if he stays healthy, I think he could do really well in pretty much any European league. Um but yeah, I'll keep Chavis Lopez and I'll probably sell... Oh, that's a tough one. Um, probably Zendejas, maybe. Mm. Uh, okay. I don't know 
With his age, he's, he's quite he's decent old now. He's, he's well into his 20s now, isn't he? 21. No, he's, he, no, he's young. He's young. Yeah, he's oh, 21 years old. I thought he was years older. Old. Okay. I no, thought he was older. No. In that case, probably uh, Grievous says no. Us, I think. Um, I think his time's come up. Really, I think. Unfortunate because of injuries. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was another one that looked like he could be a really good player and you know, really top Mexico player, let alone the Tunis player. Um, but it just hasn't happened for him. I think he, he he could do with going to another club, even in Mexico, and you know, playing day in day out, and hopefully regaining his form. All right, so my go. Um, I was gonna bring up the topic of Chopi's let him go or keep him, but you guys obviously are gonna keep him, and I would I'm keeping him too. I think these last two three weeks have shown that Chopi's can change games. Oh, you've been watching? <laughs> yeah, like uh, the Tigres game. He had a great game against Tigres. Like, and it reminded me why we should keep him because I was on I was on the fence, and then. That Tigres game, he had some passes, man, that I don't know who else in Liga MX makes makes those passes. It's like Pizarro, maybe. Like, from players that, I, that I've watched, you know, Lopez is, he's a great passer. He can change a game. He can break a defense down. He just needs to be consistent. He's 24 years old. I think the 25-year-old mark is, like, where you see what a player is going to be. Yeah. So keep Chopis, let him play this season. Hopefully he can stay injury-free, and hopefully he can turn into the player we all know he can be. Who am you I going to go back to Canal's trainer? Huh? You got to go back to Canal's trainer? <laughs> uh, who am I selling? I'm going to sell... I don't want to pick Carlos Cisneros, even though I would definitely sell him. Probably sell. I'll sell my guy, uh, Michael Perez. Ouch. Just, Ooh. just to free him, because I don't understand what he did wrong. He's another Beltran, like. I think, yeah, I think it was messed up what they did to him too, man. I don't know why they just replaced him that bad. They just, yeah, he 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 got. I I've I've read and I've seen stuff that says it's an attitude problem. If that's it, I guess you know you can't have that kind of that kind of player in the locker room. I don't know how much of it's true. It yeah, might have just been either. that he was such. You know what? He might have just been one of those big Almeida guys. That's that true. Yeah, that they, Almeida that guy. they were. Yeah, because he was a real Almeida guy. That they were looking just to like you know quiet, quiet or or get rid of or him. Him yeah. and Brizuela are kind of like the last two big Almeida guys. Chofis and Pulido were there, but I feel like Brizuela and Pizarro were like the guys that spearheaded the Almeida. Yeah, like Chofis was, Chofis was like a, a a favorite of Almeida, but he was always like injured or or something was always wrong. Yeah, was like he, so it was never like that. But yeah, but I feel like Michael Perez is definitely like one of the spearheaded guys, and Brizuela and Pizarro. Yeah, the thing about selling Michael Perez is I don't know if there's playing time out there for him besides on Chivas. I think I think he can got, get playing time because every other team can go get. South American, Central American midfielder. Yeah, but and Michael you, Perez you... is good, I think, for a Mexican midfielder. But I don't know if he can compete with the South American or Central uh, American midfielders. I think he's a really, I think he's a good center defensive mid, and I think 
don't you have to have like a certain number of Mexicans on the field? Even if it's just like two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it's just like two, like he, that's a player that you can have and you know, you're getting like a quality, a quality Mexican player. Yeah. I think maybe, maybe they should just loan them out. Yeah. yeah. Let him prove like himself a, on another team. Yeah. Loan them out. Yeah. Cause that's my loan guy. Out or, or, or swap fan. for somebody or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's, I've said it a lot of times on the pod, like Michael Perry, that's my guy. But if he's not going to play, then just let him go play somewhere else. All right, let's move on to the strikers. Automatically, you can't sell Madrigal, right? We we don't want him. I think that's yep. unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> so then we got, at strikers, we got uh, Alexis Luis Vega. Madrigal. <laughs> Alexis <laughs> Vega, Pulido, Cisneros, and Godinez. And then Madrigal, who we automatically cross off. <laughs> you keep one and you sell one. Let's see. Let's 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 try to take out Madrigal. If we take out Madrigal, I'm keep, I'm keeping Alexis Vega. Obviously, right. Dan's already gone on about why Alexis Vega, so we know why. But but and then I would cut. Uh, wait, who are the other names? You said Ulido. We got Ronaldo Cisneros, and then we got Godinez. I would get rid of Godinez. That's what I would get rid of. I never, I'm, I was never like on the big Godinez hype train. He seemed like a little like, I don't know. I feel like he, it's the wrong era for him. This was like the nineties. He would have been a beast, especially in, in Liga MX. And <laughs> in, in the nineties, Godinez would have been a beast in Liga MX. But now in 2018, 2019, different. It's, not, it's a different football. It's a different, it's a different type football. football. It's like he's yeah. he's like a pure nine. Right. When you don't need pure nines anymore. Like the pure He's nine in the is box, dead. cross it. Yeah. The pure nine is position is kinda of dead. So I, w- I would I would get rid of Goodiness too and uh, keep Vega. Dan. Yeah, same uh, with you guys, I'd keep Vega obviously. Um I, I mean I was gonna think I was torn between Godinez and uh uh well, was it the other one? Ronaldo. Ronaldo Ronaldo, Ronaldo that's it, yeah. Really? Um yeah, I mean, Ronaldo, or maybe loan Ronaldo out, I think, maybe. I think he needs more playing time, in my opinion. Um, but probably Godinez just nips it for me. I mean, as you guys say, he doesn't quite fit the system, I think. Um, and he's young enough to go somewhere else and become a starter for someone else. So probably Godinez... Um, but I wouldn't be adverse to uh, loaning Ronaldo out, I think. I think we should send him to Monterrey. Send Madrigal back to Monterrey so they can send him to like the third division of Mexican soccer. <laughs> where, he, where he can be good. You know, when he's playing with guys that are two feet shorter than him. Which is why I think he had like that record-breaking season in the Ascenso. Just because everybody else is so short. Like, you can... Obviously, you're going to hit headers... You know, when I used to play in the like the Mexican league, Sunday <laughs> league, you know, I'm a couple couple inches taller than everybody, so headers were kind of my thing. Corner kicks, I was deadly. <laughs> but you know, it's the uh, the quality of the competition, you know. But yeah, all right. So that's we picked one person from each part of Chivas's uh, line, I guess each line. Now, um, any players you guys would like Chivas to go after? Like, um, as people that don't watch every I still, Liga Mexican, I still want Cesar Montes. 
Yeah. Mm, I still want him. And give us Pizarro back, please. That's it. That's all I asked for. But I know he's not realistic. So realistic, let's see, another player. Uh, I, I want Jonathan Gonzalez. I'll take him. Yeah. Even though, I, even though I think like Fernando Beltran, that's a young midfielder. Alan Cervantes is a young midfielder. Um, maybe like a a wing player. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who'd be out there. I don't watch enough for well, that. On the wing, we would have a uh, Mauro Linus. Linus is a brother. Really? Yeah, he, I think he plays for. Damn, I thought I put what team he played for, but I think he plays San, on the wing. Laguna was it? Santos Laguna. No, he plays for a local guap. He's on loan though from Pachuca. He's on loan from Pachuca. I was going to say Pachuca, but... Yeah. He's 22 years old. Plays on the wing. We need wing players. Because I don't think Sandoval or Carlos Cisneros get the job done. Oh, Eric Aguirre. That's... I would take him. I would definitely take Eric. I know we have... I just said we have centerman's, but I would take Eric Aguirre. (laughs) For sure. From Pachuca. And we got that right back that I told you guys from Pumas, Alan Alan Mosso. He's supposed to be really good. Twenty years old. Um, I just put down a couple of names I saw on the the rumor, the transfer rumors. Marolainez, Jonathan Gonzalez, like you said, Luis. I think that's a realistic option because he lost his starting position in Monterrey. To the other kid, he lost it to the other Mexican. Yeah, I forgot his name. But, so yeah. they're. Uh, they oh, have, man. you know, they can spare him. If yeah. Mar- can Marco Fabiano is a realistic option. I think, yeah. His dad said that Marco Fabiano is ready to come back to Chivas if they need him. And if he the offer is got, made. He just got to MLS, though. I don't think they just let him. I'm pretty sure they paid good money for him. You don't like Philly. No. <laughs> <laughs> he had the cheesesteaks. Now what else is there to do? Yeah. <laughs> What about what about Carlos Vela? Uh, I don't think he leaves LAFC. No, I think he's gonna retire there. I think he's found a place where he's happy. He's always been a player that, you know, I'm gonna do what I wanna do when I wanna do it. I think he's moved there, he's their star player. He's easily the best player in the league. I think some people will say Zlatan is, but Vela is in my opinion. Um I think he's happy, I think he's gonna retire there. I don't think he's gonna move anywhere else for any money whatsoever. I think he's gonna stay there for I think only forever. I think he could find a different level of happiness in Mexico that with Chivas that he doesn't even realize if he was to if he was to come to Chivas and, and produce. Um but I think I think it I think he likes the life. Yeah, I think as I say LA man, LA's got a star thing that a star appeal that you know that he's just absolutely dazzled by, you know. I think he's I think he's his personal and he, likes, and he likes the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah apparently, you know, I heard yeah. that somewhere. <laughs> All right, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. Chicharito? Oh. Chicharito. No. I think he's going to stay in Europe for as long as possible. I think he's one of those players that doesn't want to... I think he probably will end up either in Mexico or MLS at some point but I think he's I think he's got one more European move in him I think he needs to leave West Ham no matter what yeah um, I think he's got one more probably a year or two somewhere else in Europe and then he'll move um, I think I think opinion. that's all like 
where do you see Alexis Vega? Do you see him as the number nine? If you see him as the number nine, then there's no point in, in Chicharito. Yeah. If you see him like as a like an eleven, like maybe a little bit behind the striker, then you can say yeah, Chicharito would be a good option. But I think I see him I, the way he, he the way he finishes. I can tell you, like, to me he's like a number nine. Yeah, and there'd be no point. There'd be no point in bringing uh, Chicharito. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I was gonna I was gonna say. You know, it'd be nice to have him, but I think it would be at the cost of you know stunting right. another player's growth. Yeah, and I think Chicharito would know that a too. Player, Rather than bringing a player that can feed, that's going to help feed uh, Alexis Vega and, and help help what's it called for, um, improve his career. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, unless he's going to be a super sub, but I don't think Chicha's going to come back to be a super sub, and he's not at that point yeah. in his career yet. Not yet, yeah. To be a super yeah, like now. a Chiva super sub, maybe Plus a Euro- maybe a European super sub, but not a Chiva super sub yet. Imagine yeah. the pressure that would put on Vega. That yeah. him too. as your backup. <laughs> You know, everybody I mean, doesn't want him. Because you know he's going to come out the bench and score, like, with his ankle or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we got to get him back to Mexico. His kid has to be born in Mexico. So wow. we can cap him, cap him out the womb. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any other... I see... Uh, you know what name I've seen around, thrown around recently? He's uh, the, the center act playing in uh, in Portugal. Uh, Antonio Briceño. Oh right, I don't know oh, much yeah. about him. So his 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 career, his story is basically he came out of Atlas and he was a big. Pro- I think he won the Sub 17, the second one, the World Cup that we won. I think he was like the captain, and he was dubbed as like the next Rafa Marquez, and and, and he kind of hit like a little uh, 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 growth stunt in Atlas, and he went to Tigres, and you know how Tuca Ferretti is with youngsters. Yeah. So he never got playing time there, and I guess he just on his own made the move to Portugal, and apparently he's been playing well the past couple of seasons. I'm, su- hey. I'm surprised he's got like little, no like uh, national team attention because of how well he's been playing. I'm maybe well, not playing that well, if but he comes, I'm becomes to Chivas, how it is. If he becomes to Chivas, he'll definitely have those eyes on him. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he's I think good I to be. Sorry. No, so I think I think I read that he's like free on contract. Oh, all right. Yeah. Start he's adding Igera if you're not blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he's good enough to walk in to right. Tivas's defense. So he's definitely going to. I mean, even if he wasn't doing, I think he was doing okay in Portugal. I don't think he set the league alight, but I think he was doing all right. He's, I think he's in their first team now. Um, yeah, he was starting. No, he was starting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd I'd have him back for sure uh, for a couple of years, couple of seasons maybe. And if he yeah. improves, the selling back over to Europe, it would help us and it would help him. I think. All right, one last one last name that we're not gonna like, but it's been out there. Giovanni Dos Santos. No. <laughs> no. No. I think you know he's gonna come to Mexico, but I don't want to have him in Chile. I take think his he's... brother. Yeah. I take I take Jonathan. Hell yeah! Yeah, he's not 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 Giovanni. Giovanni's washed, man. Yeah, he's just not. His heart's not in it, man. His heart was never in it, and it shows. Like it shows, like the way Vela plays and the way Jonathan plays, and then and I mean Vela didn't get called up under Martino yet, but uh, Jonathan when he got called, he was ki- he he killed it the games that he played. Um, yeah. It shows like it doesn't matter the league you're in. Like if you're that type of professional, you can still you can still be a good player. And Giovanni's just everywhere he's gone. It's just going lower and lower and lower. 
I think the main requisite of any player in a league that's um, widely viewed as inferior is you've got to own that league. You've got to be one one of, or if not, the best players in that league. And I think it's Vela especially. A lot of people, a lot of Mexicans, I think, complain about him being in the MLS. But my argument for that is, well, at least he's dominating it. You know, I'd rather see him in MLS. If he's going to be in MLS because he wants to be there, I'd rather see him boss that league. No, you know, like, if he wasn't doing he... that well, then fair enough. But he's bossing it. You know, there's, he's, yes, he could be in Europe still, but he's happy and he's dominating the league. There's, you know, there's not much more you can ask for him. I think. Yeah, he sh- he showed up and he's doing the work. Uh, yeah. it's you're too, there's two type of, of professional athletes, right? He showed up, he did the work, and Giovanni's the complete opposite. Yeah. I don't know where it went wrong in his career, but. Well, Giovanni, sad story. He, he he looked like he tried for like a year, didn't he? He did. He had a, like a decent season for Galaxy, and they were hyping him up, and you know, and then the next season he kind of just dropped off and fell out. I think he tried for a bit, and then was like, uh, I think he got injured, and then kind of just didn't come back the same after that. And it looked like he just gave up, gave up, you know. But yeah, it is what it is. I don't. I can't think of any other names that we can get. Um, yeah, I think. Should we get Alan Alanis back? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just if, he, if he was younger, maybe, but he's not even. He's he's too old. We Chivas needs youth. They need like different players. They need like they need to start getting like the next generation of players already. Even like yeah. a player like Brizuela, like I love Brizuela. Um. And, and Jesus Molina came over and did well. And they, I mean, he even, you could say he earned the captain's arm, man. But it's just, I feel like we need like a new generation already. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're a club that's kind of floundering and, um, you know, clubs like Man United will go out and buy players and try and rectify it that way. But I think other clubs would look to their youth system. You know, look at Ajax in the Champions League. You know, they're playing with pretty much their youth system players. I think that's what Chivas needs to do. I think Chivas needs to obviously buy the best players in Mexico, the young best players in Mexico, but they also need to make their own, I think. They also need to start providing their own. I, th- I would hope that the, the new coach is at least looking at these youth system at Chivas and is hopefully picking out one or two or three players that he might think, well, I'll give them a go. Because I, I want to see a bit more youth products being um, used in Chivas. And, you know, because every player starts from somewhere. If Chivas can start becoming known as a, a club that, I mean, they were known in the past, but like now start getting the reputation of, okay, they've got a good youth system. They, they're producing good players. I think that that can only benefit this club because obviously those players will be developing at Chivas, who will then be improving and then hopefully raising us up the, t- um, the ladder, you know, up the table. Um, I don't think it's purely down improving the team is purely down to buying elsewhere. I think we need to combine the both. And I think of late, from my opinion, from my point of view. Chivas haven't been doing that great with their youth system. Um, they could be doing a bit more with it if 
I'm being honest. And I hope that happens in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a there's a gap between the academy and the first team. We're uh, yeah. we're missing something, and we need to figure that out. But for now, uh, I think we gotta we gotta buy players. Yeah, Did you see that video from Le- from Leano? No. Who, who like specifically spoke about that, like insane how. Like there's a new project in place to where the players are, we're no longer they're like they're trying to no longer produce players that are just satisfied making it to first division. Like they're trying to produce players that are, are that want to win championships that want more. Like he spoke about that same thing. Like Chivas is gone, where we've won the we've won the with Chivas the U17 titles, the U21 titles, the U this titles, and 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 we've got maybe one or two players out of that. He's like, and that's not acceptable. So yeah. it's it's good to see that the, that the club, someone in the club, recognizes it, and it seems like they have a plan in place to try and change that. And hopefully, hopefully, it works. Yeah. There's a video. I'm, I'm gonna tag you in that video later, Var. All right, cool. All right, so um, any last thoughts on Chivas and the season that was? I or, just don't. I don't. We did we did a good job about talking about it, but not really talking about it. <laughs> 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 Good job trying to forget it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, it's it's it was a, it was a frustrating season, especially with how good we started out. Especially like we didn't, we had no faith in Cardoso, and then we started so good. It's like uh, we bought into it, and then it just went downhill. Uh, I just hope, I just hope it. You say that it's basically Tomas Boy. I hope it's not, but I don't know, man. I have no faith in him, so I don't. I don't. I don't know what to look forward to next season. Hopefully, the players are just good enough that they bring in. We'll have to see what what moves they make. What moves right. Tomas Boy and what players he asks for. That's what we're gonna have to keep an eye on going into next season. As I said earlier, you know, I think they've. I, I believe that they've kept him purely for this transfer window. See what he can do. Which players he brings in. Which players he lets go. Um, so. In many ways, it's. Uh, I mean, every transfer window is important, but I think this one's really important because we're facing relegation now. We've got a new manager that we don't really have much faith in, but there's potential maybe. Um, so this transfer window in particular has to be done right. If it doesn't get done right, then you know, obviously we're going into next season in dangerous ground. I think. Um, and it's a shame because obviously the first month of the Calzora, you know, we, we were like had a bit of a winning streak, everything was going right. I believed that Cardoso fixed the defensive issues. Um, I thought, okay, I wouldn't mind drawing a few most, you know, a few games as long as we stop losing so many. You know, I wouldn't mind losing a couple. I mean, you know, every team loses a couple. Um, but I thought he'd fix the defensive issues, and yeah, as you say, we bought into the hype where. Okay, things have changed now. This is we've turned a corner. We're winning. Let's go. We're, let's try and get back into the Ligia, you know, and go from there. And then by mid-season, it's, that all that positivity gone, and we're just like, oh man. And you know, all the negativity that was with um, the Almeida's era when he, you know, when he left, that all came back, and um, he was just like. And, and I think for me personally, Vega. Buying Vega was a bit of a positive. The only positive, really, over the winter months. Um, but yeah, it went all to crap again. And I think um, 
it'd be nice if we started with a win next season. If we start with a win, then okay, let's go. But as I say, it all comes down to the transfer window for me. We started started with a few wins this season. It didn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, yeah. We started off with three wins and guaranteeing playoffs, and look where we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys. Good talk. I guess uh, we'll be back probably mid once we start once Shiva starts making some moves we'll record another episode maybe Rigo and Flo will be up to it by then but um Dan thanks for joining us it's a good talk you know nice input from you like as a foreign fan on the outside looking in oh you know oh yeah I just wanted to say before we go to uh, thank you guys again for letting me come out here and talk Uh, it's my first like proper podcast um experience i've got my own coming out but uh, you guys are obviously established guys and uh this first opportunity i've had to kind of talk to you guys and obviously i've been listening to you guys for for a couple of years now so uh yes yeah, it's a dream come true i just wanted to show you that i uh, i appreciate the opportunity so thank you oh, oh, um, thank you for joining us wait a uh, dan plug plug your pod I, I know you just started i listened to the first one i, I haven't listened to the second one i'm i'll be honest yeah, but, um, yeah i listened yeah. to the first one too. Just, Go plug in, uh, so, plug your uh, your podcast. Oh, just, yeah, especially to be rambling on about Arsenal and Chivas for <laughs> half an hour. Um, yeah, it's on my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash ldanman86. Um, yeah, just check it out. It's uh, Los Artilleros. I've called it Los Artilleros. It's the Gunners, you know, so it's kind of trying to blend Arsenal in with the kind of, you know, Spanish-Mexican thing. Um, so yeah, um, there's two episodes out right now. Um, I'm hoping to do a weekly thing um, and have guests. I've got a couple of Arsenal friends here that want to come on it. Um, so yeah, so check it out on YouTube. It'll be I'll really appreciate that. Thanks. All right, this has been another episode of the Cubans del Norte podcast. Thank you for listening. We are out. Peace. Adios.